You are listening to the Revolutionary Force in Professional Wrestling Podcast for over 20 years. Reviews, interviews, shoots, news, and opinions like no other. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ring Scoops. Hello, wrestling fans, to another episode of the Ring Scoops podcast right here on ringscoops.com. I'm your host, the webmaster, Wade Needham, and I know it's been quite a while since we've done a podcast here on ringscoops.com. Been uh, having to deal with uh, a lot of things uh, going on in my life. Don't want to jump too deep into it. Don't want to skew from the, the topics at hand that we got here on the Ring Scoops podcast um, but, uh, yeah, emotionally, mentally, physically, it's, it's been a very trying year, uh, for myself and my family. Um, but you know, the healing process, uh, you know, is, has begun and we're hoping for the best going forward and taking one day at a time. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the ring scoops podcast. Like I said here at the top of the show, um, recording this on Thursday, May 27th, 2021. The current time is 4.40 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, on the program today, we're going to be talking about AEW. There's a pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, their double or nothing pay-per-view. So going to give my predictions on that. We're going to run down the, the card uh, give thoughts on that and whatnot. Uh, there's big news about WWE hitting the road again. We've got some info, some details, some thoughts on that. We're gonna get into that. Uh, and this week, there's been quite a bit of new, there's been quite a bit of news from the last podcast up until uh, this up until this episode here. Uh, there's was a lot of releases last month um, or earlier this month. Uh, from the WWE, several uh, talent gone from the company, like Samoa Joe, um, the Iconics, Mickey James, you know, quite a few other names. I can't even remember if on the last show if I even talked about that. Uh, there's a lot of other things going on in uh, WWE. Uh, other releases, uh, the referee Drake, he was released um, over controversial, you know, reasons. Uh, Velveteen Dream finally was released from his contract after well over a year of controversy surrounding him and the allegations made towards him and whatnot. And, and several fans, uh, you know, around the world have been demanding that Velveteen Dream get released from the company over the course of a year. And it finally happened. Velveteen Dream, gone. He's just gone from the company um you know with allegations like that whether they're true or not it tarnishes a name there was a lot of evidence towards him a lot of uh behavior that he did on social media kind of hinted a little bit towards the uh you know having done it um that's all i'm gonna say on that uh but he's gone you know and and the whole thing with drake uh that dude just went bad shit crazy man he really did uh, I was never a big fan of his when he was working the Indies. So, I mean, it was kind of cool. A guy that I've worked a couple shows he had worked on when he signed with NXT, became a referee and all that. 
you know, there's a little bit of me that was like, all right, cool. One of, you know, one of the guys, one of the boys made it, you know, gave him congratulations. It was awesome. But over the years, he's just turned into a nutbag. And it kind of confirmed why I didn't really like the guy that much, you know. I've taken a couple shots at him, too, in the past, you know. The whole thing about him dubbing in his own chants and his entrance theme to get himself over, and it worked. I'll give him credit on that. Other than that, this dude is out there, man. He is just, his mind is just fried, you know. I wish him best of luck. I hope he gets help. Uh, but Drake is just, he's a certified nutbag. Um... Some news from today, actually. Uh, Tom Phillips was released from the WWE. Uh, it was first reported by Fightful.com and then independently confirmed later by PWInsider.com um, that Tom Phillips has officially been let go from the WWE. Uh, it went down in the last 24 hours. The, uh, the exit was not part of any of the firings from earlier this week that took place on the corporate side. And uh, and whatnot. Um, he'd been with the company since 2012, so nine years. So it's, it's a long time to be with the company. And speaking of you know people departing from the company and announcers and whatnot, um, Adnad Verk he is gone from the WWE now. I have, and uh, already they have his replacement, Jimmy Smith. Uh, recently, Smith served as an analyst for NXT. Uh, he was uh, he hosted uh, NXT Takeover pre-show panels. Uh, he worked on you know special projects you know for the for NXT and whatnot. Um, the daily host of Sirius XM's Unlocking the Cage, and he was also the host of American Ninja Warrior on G4. Man, G4! I can't wait for that to fully come back. That was one of my favorite. Channels back in the day was G4. Attack of the Show was good. I mean, when it was when it was Tech TV, it was even better. But um, G4 was cool too. You know, the screensavers on on Tech TV turned into Attack of the Show. You know, you had uh, Olivia Munn was on there. Allison Hayslip, um, Adam Rose. I think that was his name, right? Adam Rose, or like no, that was a wrestler's name, or was it both? There was like two guys. I don't know. It was like there was like two Adams, Adam Pereira or something like that. I think he was the one that took over the other Adam. Um, good stuff, man. G4 TV. Hey, I'm going off off topic here. <laughs> um, another uh, interesting news headline that recently came out. I'm trying to pull up the, the details on this, but um, some of the uh, people that work at the uh, WWE headquarters uh, are going to be returning to the, the headquarters there in Stanford. Um, this report came out yesterday, May 26th, uh, from PWInsider.com, Mike Johnson reporting. D WWE held an all-hands-on-deck meeting this afternoon led by WWE President Nick Khan and CFO Kristen Salem. Vince McMahon was not part of the meeting. Well, I guess it kind of goes against the whole ha all-hands-on-deck, right? Uh, the major announcement coming out of the meeting was that the employees would be returning to their offices in Stamford, Connecticut, starting this July. Given that the company is returning to the road around the same time period, it can't be seen as much of a surprise, reported by Dave or uh, Mike Johnson. Uh, WWE had given employees the options of working at home as much as possible, depending on the division of the company that they were working for. As the COVID-19 pandemic took hold last year. Some departments will be back full-time. Others will rotate 
from home to office for several days a week, depending on the role of that division in the company. So there you go. Um, Alexa Bliss was in the news this week too. Uh, unfortunately, her uh, her pet pig, Larry Steve, uh, passed away. Her, her her pet died. Um, it kind of sickened me a little bit because I saw quite a few people, you know, on social media, you know, talking shit on it, making fun of it, you know, poking fun, mocking it, and everything. That's not cool, man. Um, I don't care if it's a dog, a cat, a horse, a pig. A pet's a pet. Pet's a, a family member. Um, I mean, you love the pet. Pet loves you. You take care of it. It take care of you. You know. So for people to make fun of that, that's that sucks. You could you could definitely tell who's who's not a pet person who has not suffered that kind of loss. You could you could tell those kind of people. You could separate them from the you know from people that that have had had, had pets. Um, my heart goes out there to Alexa Bliss, you know, during her, uh, her time of mourning here, uh, Larry, Steve, um, I mean, I didn't keep track or tabs of, you know, Larry, Steve, or, you know, what Alexa Bliss did with them or nothing like that, like on social media, but, you know, I knew of them mainly because of, you know, her time on total divas and whatnot, but, you know, you could definitely tell that Larry, Steve made her very happy and, uh, yeah, it sucks, man, that he's not here anymore. Especially considering the circumstances of, you know, what led to is is the death of of Larry Steve. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh that's the news. Um I'm gonna take a uh a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about AEW Double or Nothing, the pay per view this coming weekend. This is the Ring Scoops Podcast. I'm the webmaster Wade Needham. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back here on the Ring Scoops podcast. The webmaster waited him here. Uh, this coming weekend, AEW Double or Nothing. It's going to be taking place May 30th. That's right. May 30th. It's a Sunday. Not Saturday. Typical uh, pay-per-views, I think, in the past for AEW, I think they were on Saturdays. But I don't know, the last one, I think, was on a Sunday, right? Anyway, yeah. This is uh, May 30th. It's Double or Nothing. It's taking place in Jacksonville, Florida at Daly's Place. Um, and I think this might be the last pay-per-view before AEW hits the road again uh, this coming summer. So that's going to be a good thing. Uh, this was originally supposed to take place at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, but obviously due to you know the pandemic and whatnot, it got you know pushed back to, to Jacksonville. I think that if they would have kept the booking for that or whatnot... Um, considering how everything has been going on, they might've been able to pull it off in Vegas. Vegas is like almost hundred percent back. Um, especially, you know, June 1st, I think was their target to be a hundred percent back. And, uh, we're approaching that. I mean, what May 30th, that's two days before the first anyway. So that's what, you know, yeah, Vegas is like, it's pretty much back. You, you don't even have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated. But anyway, uh, we've got, according to this sheet here that I got, there's 10 matches. Well, nine for the regular show. Then there's going to be one on the on the buy-in. That's what they still call their pre-shows, right? The buy-in, I think. I'm not sure. Let's, I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, the first match, uh, it says here pre-show, it's going to take place. It's going to be the uh, NWA World's Women's Championship match. Serena Deeb, the champion, takes on Riho. Um, I'm just going to run down the card, and then I'll just give my predictions. Uh, then we got, this might be a little out of order after this. We got a tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks defending against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Then we've got Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. We got a stadium stampede match. The Pinnacle taking on the Inner Circle. If the Inner Circle loses, they must disband as a team forever. We've got the uh, AEW TNT Championship. Miro, Miro, defending against Lance Archer with Jake Roberts in his corner. Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. We've got the Casino Battle Royal for a future AEW World Championship match. Uh, here are some of the names announced. we got Christian Cage. you got Matt Seidel. Powerhouse Hobbs. Penta. Uh, Jungle Boy. Matt Hardy, um, Mark Quinn. Sorry if I mispronounced some of these names. I'm not a regular AEW watcher. Um, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Boom Boom. I don't tell you. I don't know if he still goes by Boom Boom, but Colt Cabana, uh, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens. QT Marshall. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, right? It's not Marshall. Or is it Marshall? QT Marshall? I don't know. I've heard some people say Marshall. Some people say Marshall. Uh, Nick Comoroto. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. Lee Johnson. And uh, to be announced. Does that mean it's like that's all of it? And then there's going to be a mystery person? Or is it also going to just be more people? Eh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, we got a <clears throat> singles match here. We got Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson taking on Anthony Agogo. I think is that how you pronounce his name? Agogo, Agago, Agogo Gaga. Christmas born is a bike under the tree. Google Gaga, Anthony Google. Uh, anyway, he's got QT Nick Comoroto. I think that's how you pronounce his name too. I don't know. Aaron Solo, Solo, Solo or Solau. I think it's. I don't fucking know. Uh, AEW World's Women Championship, uh, Hikaru Shida taking on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And a three-way match for the AEW World Championship. Kenny Omega defending against Orange Cassidy and Pac. 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 There you go. All right, so all right, predictions. Uh, Serena Deeb and Riho. I uh, yeah I if NWA title, it I mean AEW is not going to choose who gets that belt right. I mean that's going to be a Dave Marquez decision most likely, or uh, um, Billy Corgan decision I would imagine. So having said that, Serena Deeb's going to retain because all due respect to Rio, I don't think she's NWA Women's Championship material at this present time. Uh, let me scroll all the way back down to the bottom. I want to go in this order that I did announcing this. All right, AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Young Bucks, Moxley, and Eddie Kingston. 
Um, and this is a big show, right? This is double or nothing. The Young Bucks have had the belts for a while. They fresh off their heel turn a while back. Uh, they've been building up as much heat as they possibly can. Moxley and Kingston are together doing their thing. Unless there's a turn from either Moxley or Kingston, I see those guys winning the tag team titles. I don't think it. I don't think it would be wise, in my opinion, to have the Bucks go over on them, and then you know stretch it all the way out to All In or whatever the All Out their their August September pay per view. I don't know if you'd be able to, to maintain that much heat, um, if the Young Bucks you know retain. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I haven't watched enough to know what why the their parents Sky and Page together, but I do know that Sting and Darby Allen uh, been doing stuff for quite quite a while now. Uh, I'm gonna give it to them, Sting and Darby Allen. I don't know if it's gonna be a cinematic match or not. I don't know if Sting's gonna be able to go in the ring a whole lot, but um, it should be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Pinnacle versus uh, Inner Circle. If Inner Circle loses, they're they're disbanded. They've been together since day one, right? Day one of uh, when Dynamite started, at least. Um, Pinnacle needs the win. I know that they well, they won the blood and guts thing. Um, I think it's time for the Inner Circle to hang it up, man. You know, maybe maybe figure out a way to get Jericho off of TV for a little bit. You know, so that way, you know, enough time off so he can make a triumphant return as a baby, a huge baby face, like a full-fledged, full-on baby face, and maybe have a one-on-one match, a big one-on-one match at, like, all-in or all-out against MJF. Um, And even with all that going on, Jericho could still take a loss and not, you know, lose steam. Uh, And it would be really huge for MJF, especially considering what happened last year at MJF at all-out. Are all in. So I'm going to go with the pinnacle on that one. I think they got it. I think they may have it on that one. Uh, we got the TNT Championship match. Miro defending against Lance Archer. Miro just won the belt. And from what I've heard, this is the Miro that everybody has wanted to see for a while. Um He's not doing any of his hokey cartoon stuff. Um, he's like the serious Miro. Like this is what a lot of people have been wanting, uh, and he's just fresh off the, the getting the belt too. So I I don't see him losing. It, it just be based off that. I think I think he's got it. We got Brian Cage versus Adam Page. This one's kind of tricky too because uh, I don't think either of these guys should be taking a loss right now. Um, but if they were if they're able to go old school. Both men enter. One man gets his arm raised in victory, but they're still over. They still get the rub. They're still put over. Nobody loses heat somehow. If they could go old school like that, something. I mean, we haven't seen stuff like that since like the late 90s, where you got like two of the mid card guys, they go at it, and it doesn't matter in a win or a loss. They're both, you know, their profiles are raised out of the match. Rock and Triple H, 98. They did that for each other. I mean, how many times they they fought each other, but nobody lose, um, nobody lost any steam. They both just kept elevating themselves. 
I, you know, they got to do that. You got to figure out the formula for that for this for this match here. Casino Battle Royal for a future AEW World Championship match. Out of all those names they listed before, ah oh man, what would be the bigger thing? You know, I'm gonna go ahead and give my prediction for the main event, and then I'll give my prediction for this. But I think Kenny Omega is gonna win. Orange Cassidy or Pac aren't gonna get it. Um, I, Kenny Omega needs the belt a lot longer. Needs to go at, at least, and this is like the very bare minimum. Go up to the All and End pay per view in August, September. I uh, you need a, a huge opponent for him. Um, as far as names go, I think out of everybody I listed, uh, Christian Cage and Matt Hardy might be the the biggest names, and Dustin Rhodes as well. But I don't think they're going to have Dustin Rhodes anywhere near the title picture, especially you know if the person's going to eventually win. I think if they were going to do it with Matt Hardy, I think they would have done it in this last year. Christian Cage, still fairly new. Does he have the same momentum as when he first came to AEW? I don't know. That remains to be seen. I would like to see Brian Pillman Jr. get it, but I think he's wrapped up in in the whole tag team thing right now. QT Marshall might be it. Um, I think he's on the booking team too, right? I never know how that goes. Who would be a good opponent for Kenny Omega? Um, Maybe Christian Cage. Maybe Christian Cage. I'm going to go with him. I really am. I think it would have been cooler if they would have had Darby Allin in there. He would have been the perfect guy to win. And then you have Darby Allin go up to All In and take the belt from Kenny Omega. But, I mean, I'm just a fan. I'm just a mark sitting at home. I don't know any better. That's just, you know, a suggestion. I'm not saying, oh, my God, it's better happen. Otherwise, I'm going to, you know, burn everything down. Shit, like I said, I don't even follow AEW religiously or anything like that, you know. I, I kind of know. I keep tabs on it. I know what's going on. Uh, all right, up next, we got Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Gogo. Hmm. I don't know, man. Cody's an interesting figure. Not just in AEW, but like just in general, like in, in, in wrestling and even out of the ring too. Cody Rhodes is, yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, Anthony Ogogo has a lot of momentum behind him. He's got a lot of people talking about him. He's made quite the impression. He's brand new. He's on a, on a, on a momentum. He's on a tear. So what do you do in this? Does Cody lay down for him or does Cody go over? Huh. If Cody loses, maybe that could be the start of a Cody Rhodes heel turn. Like a major heel turn because I believe he's been a babyface this whole time. And if that's the case, I've always thought that Cody was a better heel than a face. I think he's more of a natural heel than he is a, a baby face. At least that's for me. I, I it, it almost takes no effort for me to boo that guy. But it takes, like, through the gritting of my teeth, I would cheer him on because he would be in the baby face role, but not because I genuinely like the guy. Um, So, I, I, yeah, I'm going to go with the Anthony Agogo. 
or Anthony Agago, Agojo. I, I, don't, I don't know how you pronounce that fucker's name. Uh, women's championship match. We got Sheeta taking on Britt Baker. A lot of people are wondering, is this Britt Baker's time? Is, is, or, you know, like she's been with the company since the beginning. I think she was like the first major female uh, signed with the company. Um, I think a lot of people expected her to be the first champion just based off of how she was presented at the very beginning. It's been two years. Is this going to be the, the time where she finally gets it? I think so. I really do. I don't. It's one of those situations where, you know, like if if she doesn't get it and if the plan is to a bigger stage, which would be all out or all in, you know, I, can they can they continue momentum? Can they keep the heat going between now and then? I don't know. It's kind of tough, especially like, you know, if you're going to be going back to live crowds in like a month and a half. What if everything that you think is over is not over and the live audience tells you so like what if you in your mind you're like oh Britt Baker's over you know we can have Sheeta go over at the pay-per-view and people are going to be behind Britt Baker going into it and like their first show back on the road and everybody boos her out of the building uh, Britt Baker boos you know her out and they're gonna be like crap you know maybe we should have pulled the trigger when you know when we didn't know it's a very tricky situation there's a lot of things going on, a lot of factors going on there but I, yeah, you know, I would, I would do it. I'd pull the trigger on it. Give her the belt. You know, she's picked up some, some momentum even more so lately. She's been in the eye of a lot of, um, people. So do it, do it, do it. All right. You know, I was gonna, I was just going to take another break and then talk about the last segment, but I'm just going to cut right into it. Fuck it. So WWE, they're going to be hitting the road in July. Um, yeah, I don't think this deserves its own segment. I, I don't know why I wrote in the format that I was going to do a whole segment on this. I probably did three or four minutes on this. That's not a, a nah. so WWE is going to be hitting the road again in July. They announced it. They got promos going. They're, they're going full force, letting everybody know that they're hitting the road again. There's a summer tour, right? A summer tour. Yeah. We're going to hit the tour guys. We're gonna get on the school, uh, the, on the tour bus. We're going to eat at Slim Jims and, and drink Slurpees and, you know, I don't know, go town to town. Uh, the return is set to go down at SmackDown. Yeah, at the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, Friday, July 16th. And then guess what? Two days later, everybody, two days later at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas, on Sunday, July 18th, Money in the bank, money in the bank, money, you know, money in the bank is usually what may, um, and, uh, in July it's usually extreme rules. And then they got a, whatever filler pay-per-view in June, you know, like stomping ground or battleground or, you know, whatever, but they switched things up June. Uh, well, actually this month in May, it was, um, fuck, I already forgot the name of the, oh yeah. WrestleMania backlash. And then uh, June is Hell in a Cell, and now July is Money in the Bank. Um, I don't know why they did the whole Hell in a Cell thing for June, but I can kind of maybe make an educated guess that Money in the Bank was pushed from May to July, and so it could be you know the first pay-per-view when they hit the road again. Money in the Bank's a, a big event uh, for the WWE. 
uh, they're going to want a live crowd in that. You're not going to want, you know, the Thunderdome. Remember last year, there was just no audience at this time for these pay-per-views. And then they did the cinematic Money in the Bank match, which I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but Money in the Bank this year, it's going to be live in living color in front of a big crowd. I think it's smart. Very smart decision right there. Because, you know, whoever wins Money in the Bank, it's going to be, it's got to be a shock. And you're going to want to get a very genuine reaction from a live crowd for that. Because, I mean, not only because it would just be cool and just give the fans something really awesome, and good booking, good writing, good surprise factor. But think about it from a production standpoint. you got something that's going to get a very good response from the crowd. You're going to want video footage of that so you can use you know, in promos and vignettes and advertising and whatnot. If they have that live crowd thing going forward for the next half of the year. It's, you know, it's more than just, oh, who are they going to bring back kind of thing. You got to think about it. I mean, this is a production company, right? You got to think about it from all aspects, inside and outside of the ring. I've done production before, right? You know, you think about all kinds of different things. You're like, wait a minute. If I get this kind of shot, I can use this for down the road. I can use this for, you know, other things other than just for the night. So anyway. Uh, Raw is going to go down the next night, July 19th, at the American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. And this tour, going through different cities, is going to run all the way through Labor Day. Which, of course, I think, you know, if everything goes all right, it's going to go beyond that. They'll just be fully back on the road again. I don't know. They might announce more dates later. Or maybe they'll do a, like a short string of, of you know, uh, live crowd appearances, and then maybe do, you know, a couple Thunderdome shows again, and then, do, you know, get a little rest area that way. That could be an interesting new business model. Let's say you do three months on the road, three months uh, Thunderdome. That may not be a complete off season, but I think that might give the wrestlers some time to kind of rest because travel won't be that big, right? travel won't be that big of an issue they can kind of heal especially those that live in florida you know the commute ain't ain't gonna be that bad oh food for thought food for thought all right that's it um that's that's it for the ring scoops podcast uh again i apologize you know for taking so much time between the last episode and, and this one here but, um, you know, hopefully we're going to be moving in the right direction again pretty soon with things here on Ring Scoops. Uh, more live streams on Twitch, more podcasts on a consistent basis. Um, we've got some new T-shirts over on our Pro Wrestling Tee shop. we got the Don't Watch Shitty Wrestling T-shirt. Check that out. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Ring Scoops. And coming very soon, they made the announcement the other day, the Ring Scoops Wrestling Card Game. Coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Coming soon. More details maybe in the next episode. Um, and also big news here for Ring Scoops as well. This last week, we've officially got our registration for a U.S. trademark. Ring Scoops is now filed. It's registered. It's in the office. We have the actual certificate that was sent to us by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Ring Scoops officially trademarked. That's right. It's been a long time coming, man. We've got it. We have a trademark. So we've got some big things on the horizon for ring scoops. We've got 
t-shirts. We've got podcasts. We've got live streams. We've got a card game coming out pretty soon, folks. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Trust me on that. Don't forget, check out Ring Scoops on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok. All the usernames of Ring Scoops. Um, ringscoops.com if you you know if if you see something sketchy you don't know if it's actually us or not then head over to ringscoops.com or click on the links in the bios for Instagram and Twitter and that'll tell you exactly if, if it's official or not if that's us alright ladies and gentlemen until next time I'm the webmaster Wade Needham saying thank you good night and be cool